In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning in the church, we are celebrating the memory of the holy apostle and evangelist Luke. Of course, Luke was the author of the Gospel of Luke, the third gospel, and he is also the author of the book of Acts. And Luke really um, had some very unique experiences. And so uh, his gospel is also in itself unique. There are more uh, parables in the gospel of Luke than in some of the other gospels. Um, In the gospel of Luke, uh, perhaps the most striking difference between uh, his gospel and the other gospels is that uh, he has more of the account of the birth of John the Baptist and of the Annunciation and the birth of our Lord, uh, because the tradition of the church is that uh, Luke actually went and spoke to Mary and kind of interviewed her to understand uh, where she was coming from or to get more of those details uh, about the history of that event. And so Luke is able to, to give us those details. Um, in addition to, to, uh, to that um, uh, special experience that Luke had in order to write his gospel, Uh, One of the other special experiences that Luke has also is in his uh, experience of the risen Christ on the road to Emmaus. And we actually have an icon. If you're sitting on this side, you can see it. We have an icon up here in the altar of uh, the breaking of the bread and how the Lord was revealed to Luke and Cleopas on the road to Emmaus um, when he actually sat and broke bread with them. I'm not going to talk about that today, uh, but if you watch the church school video that was put out this weekend, you'll, you'll know that that event was mentioned in that video, and in fact, one of the uh, discussion questions encourages you to read that specific event. So it, um, it was completely uh, coincidental, and God brought that together uh, for that to be mentioned in the church school uh, video that went out this week coinciding with the celebration of the apostle and evangelist Luke as well. Uh, But Luke also uh, journeyed with the apostle Paul. So not only did he have that specific time where he was of the apostles of the 70, that bigger group of apostles and people that were following Christ, but following the death and resurrection of Christ, He was intimately involved in the building up of the early church because he went on the missionary journeys with Paul. And in fact, in the Synaxarian that we read this morning during Orthros, it said that he actually traveled with Paul when he went to Rome. And so he was likely with Paul around the time that he even died and gave up his life for the faith. And so Luke lived a very, very interesting life. And he was actually born in Antioch. And so like us... He's Antiochian. And so we have this connection then with the holy apostle and evangelist Luke. But in the midst of all of that great stuff about the, uh, the person of Luke the evangelist and the things that he did in his, uh, specifically in his gospel, there are three things about Luke that I think are extraordinarily timely and very good for us to remember in our life. And the first one is that uh, in both his gospel and in the Acts of the Apostles, Luke actually directs directs those books, says that he is writing those books to a man named Theophilus. Now, in the Synaxarian that we read this morning, you can read it in your Orthros packet there. uh, It says that Theophilus was actually governor of the area that Luke was in at that time. He'd been encouraged to write his gospel. But many of the commentators... um, 
on this, uh, the, this name Theophilus mention that Theophilus, that name, just like most of our names have some meaning to it, that word Theophilus, that name Theophilus literally means lover of God. Theos, God, filial love. And so he is the lo- he's writing these books to the lovers of God, those who love God. And so, of course, when we know that, we say, well, Lord willing, he's writing those books to us, that we are the ones who love God. We are the ones who that this book is directed to and that we are supposed to understand them. And so the first thing about Luke uh, that is very timely and very important for us is for us to remember that we are called to love God, to love God over and above anything else. We hear it in Christ's first commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then it says the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. You show how much you love God by loving your neighbor in that same way. But he tells us that in order for us to truly understand the work, the salvific work of God, is to truly be a lover of God, to really love God. And of course, as I've said before, we know that we love God uh, because he loved us first. We respond to the love that God has shown to us in all of the many things that he has done. So the first thing for us to do is to make sure that we love God over and above everything. And that's what Luke tells us by dedicating his books, both the gospel and the acts of the apostles, to Theophilus, that we are to love God. The second thing about Luke that is very timely and good for us is that, as we heard in the epistle this morning, Luke is called the beloved physician. He's a doctor. It says in his life that he studied the Greek medical arts. And it's, it's something that he continued to practice. And in fact, his gospel is a little bit different because as someone who was in tune to medical things, there are more healings in the gospel of Luke than in other gospels. And his was also the only gospel to point out uh, that when Christ was in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane and he was waiting to go to uh, the crucifixion and to be arrested, that he has that specific detail that says that as he sweat, he sweat drops of blood. And from what I understand, that's a legitimate medical condition. And so Luke would be the one, of course, to point something like that out. Well, I think it's timely for us to know and understand that Luke was a physician and that he didn't put it away. In fact, Paul calls him the beloved physician. So perhaps he had helped Paul with some ailments that he had had throughout his missionary journey. Or perhaps he had helped others who had ailments while he was visiting them, while he was establishing the churches and things like that. It's important for us as Orthodox Christians to remember that unlike some other places... We do appreciate medicine. We don't just say, just pray about it and you'll be healed. We legitimately say there are times to go to the hospital. There are times to take medicine. And in fact, those things are because of the gift that God gives us of being rationally able to understand how the human body works. And so it's important for us to remember that we are not opposed to medicine as Christians. Now, we put our hope and our faith and our trust fully, only in Christ. 
only in the power of Christ and only in the, that the only way that anything is finally overcome, because no matter how great a doctor someone is, there will always be a place where they won't be able to figure out how to keep us alive. And ultimately, that doesn't matter because he already did. But we are, are appreciative and we think about the doctors who are around us so that we can be healed when it is necessary. So that our life can be extended when it is necessary. And ultimately, when our life is extended, it's for one reason. For us to have more time to repent. And for us to have more time to know God even here and even now. And so Luke reminds us of that simply by being the beloved physician. So we are called to be lovers of God, and we are called to put in balance medicine and our faithfulness as well. And the third thing I want to point out about Luke in this particular, at, at this particular time is the tradition that Luke was the first iconographer. And so the tradition says that Luke uh, wrote a few icons of both the mother of God and even of, of the apostles Peter and Paul. And so, in fact, a few of them, I think three, are still in existence in the world today. And so Luke was the first iconographer. When we look at the iconography of the church, we see that the iconography of the church presents the truth of our faith in a beautiful way. And I'm going to use that word, beautiful way. Because, because of Luke's artistic ability, he was able then to focus on beauty. And to focus on the importance of beauty and the transformative power of beauty for all of us. And that with so many things that are being bombarded at us during this, this time, it seems like the ugliness of the world is what is put right in front of us all of the time. And we might even look around and think, man, this world is a terrible place. It is so ugly. And that is just false. Because this world is created by God. And when God sees this world, he sees good. When God sees this world, he weeps because of our choices that are ugly, but the goodness of God is still there and is still apparent if we, are on, if we only have the eyes to actually see it. And so Luke reminds us by being the first iconographer and bringing about this great tradition that we have uh, here witnessed to in our building, he points us towards beauty and says, be changed by beauty, look for beauty, find the beauty. Don't let the ugliness crowd out the beauty that exists in our creation because God is still present. And so, brothers and sisters, we look to the beauty. We look to the beauty. May the holy apostle and evangelist Luke pray for us. May he pray for us to be lovers of God so that we can understand his gospel, the gospel that he wrote, the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May he pray for us so that we can be healed physically. He who was that good, beloved physician. And may we turn to those physicians when it is needed and necessary. And may he pray for us, probably most especially, that we might see the beauty. Because it is in the beauty of the death and resurrection of Christ that all of us are saved. And may we always remember all that Luke presents to us, and may he pray for us. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.